Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we talk about biting other people. Be tuned. Bolts Broadcast, Season 3, Episode 16. Mike Mitchelson with you, as well as Chase Crenshaw. Chase Crenshaw, how you doing? That is not my name. Oh. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Had a good weekend. Went to, the, went to the cottage and enjoyed the nice... The cottage? Weather. Yeah, you know, not much we can do. Gosh, you're so since, Canadian. Since, I know, since, since it's cold out. But, um, yeah, you know, just have to sit there, watch some football, watch... Michigan whooped that ass of Ohio State. Um, yes. And then so close to watching Auburn pull off an incredible win in the Iron Bowl, and then they had to piss that one away. Um, but other than that, um, you know, I'm I'm doing fairly good overall, despite, you know, a tougher day today for the Lightning. How are you? I'm good. Your Thanksgiving was good? Oh, you, yeah. You didn't really mention yeah. that. No. Yeah, it was, it was good. Went yeah. to the Lions game. They lost on the last-minute field goal. Last-second field goal. That's true. Um, went home, ate. A shit ton of food, a shit ton of dessert, and yeah, that was really it. It was, it was good. How about you? Good. Yeah, I nothing to complain about. Good food. Uh, I had the best stuffing ever. Like the best stuffing I've ever had. I'm a big stuffing guy, and so when I had this, I was like, this might be one of the best food items out there. I even tweeted saying a good stuffing might be a part of the greatest food of all time. Are you not a stuffing guy? I, I don't love. I don't hate. Okay. Like, like, it, like, I'll eat it, but like, I usually just leave it for the other people at Thanksgiving because I know how much more my family likes it. So, like, I try not to take it, let them have it. Mm. That's kind of usually how it goes. But I, I, like, I'm not gonna just like, ew, no, get rid of that. Yeah, because that'd be dumb. Yeah, that'd be dumb. Anyone who doesn't like anyone that hates stuffing, they've got a problem. Uh, but as you heard the intro, gonna be talking about biting people. Uh, this is not like a kink type thing. This is like something that happened in the NHL. So we're going to be talking <laughs> about that. Uh, just to let you know, you know, you're on the right podcast here. It is a hockey show. Uh, going to be talking about that situation. Going to be looking at some of the waivers going on in the league. Uh, also looking at game postponements. That's all going to come after the commercial break. Before the commercial break, going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning and other things. But before we hop into that chase... We wanted to bring back polls. We haven't done a poll in a long while. And there was something that was just, you know, on my mind for, for quite a while. And, you know, you're not in the same boat as me. But there are some polarizing sodas out there. So if you're a big soda yeah. person, you're going you're gonna to have a ball with this poll. But basically, I, I, I've told Chase and other friends for a long while that, hey, Sprite trash. Dr. Pepper, trash, and uh, among other beverages. So we thought we would put up a poll 
of four very polarizing drinks in our opinion. So you've got uh, either people love them or people hate them. There's not really a middle line. It's either one or the other. So let's go over those four. We can give our opinions on this because it is just an opinion. It doesn't really matter what we say. It's what the people say in the poll. But those four sodas or pop because, you know, Midwesterners, yeah, Midwesterners. So that's obviously pop. It, it, it didn't matter, you know. We're, we're Midwesterners. We could be living in the Bahamas. We're, we're still calling it pop. And those pops are Dr Pepper, orange soda, Sprite, and uh, ginger ale. So, what are your thoughts on these these four? Ginger ale's trash. Okay. Sprite is trash. Okay. Dr Pepper is elite. Orange is elite. <laughs> uh, and then, hey, I, I gotta say, ginger ale. Not my thing. Sprite, not my thing. Orange and Dr. Pepper, I will never reach for them. However, if it's like a, a last drink scenario, then like I'll grab it. So, but the other ones, like, nah, just. Yeah. Like, I, I, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll dig in the dirt, try to find water down there, you know? And yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 you know, I'll drink out of a nuclear like waste pit. There you go. Before yeah. I drink ginger ale. So I'm not a huge fan of either. I, Honestly, I now understand why some people drink only Coke because I have started to enjoy Coke more and more. Uh, Mountain Dew was my favorite. It's it's really taken a, a bit of a, a dip, except for like Baja Blast. Yeah, something different about it. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe we're just getting older and maybe we don't need that. There's Mountain Dew to fuel us for hours of gaming. And it's just like, okay, just to drink this casually, this is kind of meh. I, I don't know. And it's like super sweet, a lot of sugar. Yeah. Uh, Coke obviously has a lot of sugar too. But it's also got that, like, bite that, you know, kind of yeah. offsets it. So, I don't know. Coke's getting me in some sort of a way. So, we will put that poll up on uh, the Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast. So, let us know what you guys think about these sodas. Make sure to vote in that, B. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm very interested to see what people say. I th- I think ginger ale is going to probably be, like, the like least liked one of that group. I'd have to guess, right? I would say that or... This might surprise you. Orange. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I think stupid. I think a lot of people like Sprite. They do because they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we're also thinking about maybe instead of ginger ale, we go root beer, but I mean, no. Who, no. Who doesn't like root beer? Root beer is great. If you don't like root beer, then like that's, that's like a you problem. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get on to the actual show. Again, that's at Bolts Broadcast on Twitter. You can vote in that. But on to the actual show. First up, we got to talk about the Montreal Canadiens, the Ha, what, what is it? Habit. Less habitants. Less habitants. There we go. Yes. So with less habitants, the Habs, Mark Bergevin has been canned. He, he is out as GM. And then in a corresponding move, the Montreal Canadiens have hired Jeff Gordon to serve as team president. So with that role, Je- Jeff Gordon will be the one uh, you know searching for that new GM. Team president is a lot more of the business operations um, and really the whole just oversee the team, whereas the Vice president slash GM is the one that you know that's in charge of the roster moves, blah blah blah. So Jeff Gordon will be in charge of a hire. They're gonna be looking for someone hopefully that has some, you know, some French in their vocabulary. It's kind of a, a prerequisite for the Montreal Canadiens. So I, I don't really have anybody, you know, specifically in mind. Um, you know, Scott Mellenby, he was there as assistant GM. He was told he was gonna be in the running for the GM job. And then he was told actually maybe we're considering for president too. And then all of a sudden they told him, no, we're actually not considering for anything anymore. And he just flat out resigned. So that happened as as well in all this whole change. So they really got to find someone outside the organization at this point. They really have, you know, Jeff Gordon is going to be the one handling 
the team from this point going forward until someone takes that role. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't have a great like candidate off the top of my head, and I haven't seen anybody like circling circulating as like this is going to be the guy. And I gotta say, I feel like this is a positive move before looking at this past season's playoffs where Montreal made a tremendous run. I think everyone was on a similar page where it was like Bergeron, not really great at his job. This is a guy that could be on the hot seat with how the team's performing. Then they go on the huge run and it's like, okay, he's probably going to be there for a lot longer now. Uh, Not the case anymore. And Jeff Gordon, we talked about him when uh, he was, what was he fired in New York or? Yeah. That whole like, Weird debacle with, with um, like I, I I guess it was really a firing. I, I think it was kind of like a mutual thing where like we want to fire you, and then he's like, well, actually, I want to quit. So it just kind of worked out. And like like they, they they weren't on the same page as ownership. Yeah, and we talked about how we thought he did a nice job over there in New York, and how he's brought in a ton of talent. Now New York's not really putting that talent all together. Yeah, they they found the ta- talent. Just the pieces to actually develop that talent have not been working. Right. So I I think it's really overall a pretty nice move for Montreal. Uh, unfortunate, though, because Montreal gets another American. We always talk about how Canadian they teams love going love after American players. Now Americans. they're going after American front office people with Jeff Gordon. Um, it, if this team is successful, it's going to start here with Jeff Gordon. He brought in a lot of talent to New York. I don't know why or I don't see why he couldn't do the same in Montreal. Yep, I agree. Uh, next up, we get to talk about exceptional player status. Sean Day. Yeah, Mike's boy. Love him. Sean Day was Huge officially fan. recalled by our Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, in case you have, have not seen that at this point yet. Uh, you know, he, he's not played in any games. He was having a good season down in Syracuse, 10 points for 15 games, playing pretty well. You know, maybe may, maybe this is the verge of something great, you know, just a little bit of a late boom, bloomer. And, you know, when you think about it, like 23 years old, about to be 24, like that's – that's nothing in terms of like a pro hockey player. That's all you, you have 16 years left in your career. If you stay healthy, like, so it really like, it's not completely impossible. This guy figures it out, but just the fall from grace that he had and the lack of development that you saw through junior, which is, which is what, that's what raised my concerns. And I didn't have a lot of faith, but he's playing well, maybe in some games in Tampa and show that, you know, maybe he's actually worth something. That'd be pretty cool. I sure hope so. And did I just hear you said 23 going on 24 is still like pretty young. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. You're already, right. you're already 24-year-old. Well, you're going to be there very soon. But I'm not there yet, am I? You're right. You're a child. Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> child. Uh, yeah, excited to see Sean Day. Hopefully, he can crack the lineup here very soon and uh, do something very fun. All right, game review, game preview. We're not going to go all the way back to the Philly game because by the time you're listening to this, that's about a week ago. So let's go back to Friday's game against the Seattle Kraken. Not a big surprise here. A 3 nothing win by our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. This, this is, you know, the type of thing you like to see. It's a clearly inferior opponent. You only let up 17. Did I say opponent? A clearly inferior opponent. <laughs> <laughs> you only let up 17 shots against them. That's great. It was clearly, you know, a, a circumstance where Tampa Bay was just the much better team. And Seattle really didn't have much chance in this game. Like, it, There's really not a whole lot to say from my end uh, other than that like, we're the better team we proved we're the better team and we moved on and we we should talk about the Kraken more maybe not this episode if you want to we can but we talked about how the Kraken their initial draft 
wasn't our favorite. It wasn't a Vegas-like draft, and we're really seeing that. Right now they're 6, 13, and 1, struggling a little bit. Yeah, we, we can we can go a little more in-depth. I want to kind of see how things play out after a couple like They're obviously struggling, but I want to see if they figure it out maybe a little bit. Um, give them a few more games, another like four or five games. And so really in like a week or so, we can come back to it. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. And actually they're 7, 13, and 1. I missed that they won their most recent game. But either way, still... Very underwhelming, especially if you compare them to what the Vegas Golden Knights were able to do in their first year. Just such an unfair comparison because, like, that team yeah. should that team should have never done that. <laughs> should have never done that. All right, let's go over the game that happened today. And, and real quick, uh, before we move on, okay, Seattle could have been like that if they just drafted normally, but we'll talk about that later on. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> uh, the game today against the Minnesota Wild that would be Sunday, November twenty eighth. Uh, This one did not go as planned. It ended our three-game win streak that we had. uh, A 4-2 loss here. Yeah, so we only come out with two points out of four against Minnesota in our season series. It is now done. We won't see them again until the Stanley Cup Finals when we'll both be there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, But it it was really just, it was Minnesota's game. Uh, You know, we got two goals on the board, but it just kind of seemed like Minnesota was in the driver's seat and, just kind of the way she goes sometimes. You know, Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, those two guys are playing very good this year. Ryan Hartman scored his 12th goal of the season. American, American hero right there. Um, so, you know, it's a guy I like rooting for, and it's, so that's that's cool to see. And Minnesota's a team that I am going to be rooting for going forward. Obviously, I wanted our Tampa Lightning to win this one, but I like seeing Minnesota have some success because I really like the core group of guys that they have there, and, you know, like some of the young pieces really have a chance to, to do something special. So they're kind of building a good foundation here. Next year when, or I mean, maybe even later on in the season when Matthew Boldy, Marco Rossi are full-time, Alexander Kavanaugh is going to be an NHLer eventually. Like this team is going to be a pretty fun one to watch. And the one thing that I've noticed here, and it's the first time I've seen this out of our Tampa Bay Lightning, really this whole year, is we actually were able to control the, the face-off dot in this one. Like, I feel like every time I look at it, we're sitting 48, 45, even sometimes down at 40% in the face-off dot. This game... that bodes well, but when you can't capitalize on getting possession of the puck, that's what's going to kill you. So, uh, you know, it wasn't a dominant performance by the Wild. It was a a solid game where Minnesota was able to capitalize on more of their chances. But uh, we'll move on now to the next game that would be against the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday, November 30th. Get ready for this one because you got the 12, 5, and 3 Tampa Bay Lightning, the 11, 7, and 3 St. Louis Blues. This was a team I did not have a lot of faith in coming into this year. They have performed a lot better than I expected, but when we're looking at their last 10, 3, 5, and 2. Yeah, they've been slowing down a little bit, but as a whole, this team is playing pretty well. The goaltending is where things are just kind of you know fine, like Jordan Bennington's numbers. He's letting up some goals to make a lot of saves. Just like goaltending, like defense, I should really say is the combination. Um, like just in their own zone, it's just not really going that well. But like they're scoring more than what they normally do. You know, you look at a guy like Robert Thomas having a big breakout year. Um, you know, the lead singer of Matchbox Twenty has two goals, eighteen assists, and twenty points through twenty-one games, which is fantastic. Jordan Kyrou is over a point per game. Uh, then you know you look at Vladimir Tarasenko is playing great. Vlad, or Pavel Buchnevich has been. One of the league's better players, actually, in terms of like pure analytics. Since going to St. Louis, he's been playing really well. 16 points through 19 games. They're you know they're doing the right things offensively, just defensively. It isn't all necessarily clicking. 
I think it'll, it'll be a good game. Um, you know, this is the one where Tampa, I think, is going to have the upper hand and should be able to, to pull it out. And those forwards you mentioned are the main reason that this Blues power play is currently second in the league at nearly 30%. We don't want to be putting them on the man advantage because although we've got a great penalty kill ranking sixth in the league, uh, they've got a, a very lethal power play. Let's stay out of the box and just get this one done. Old-fashioned, five-on-five, we got that win if we keep to that mentality. Oh, yeah. And a guy I want to mention real quick in St. Louis, I didn't realize he was playing games. To be honest, I haven't watched, like, a whole lot of St. Louis. But um, Scott Prunovich, defenseman, uh, he was having a hell of a season in the American League. He had 20 points, I think, through 12 games before he got called up. Uh, he's only got two points for seven games right now, but I think he's going to start kind of seeing a bigger role. He played 16 minutes last game. Um, he, he is a legit prospect that like he didn't come out of nowhere but he took a really big boost and so he's someone that's gonna be fun to watch keep an eye on uh lightning fans because you know he's not gonna be like someone we see multiple times a year but he's someone who really could have like be just like a random 23 year old borderline star in the making and waning off of the tampa bay lightning talk and um going over to the stats i just want to talk about ovechkin real quick that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, be, before we hop into our quick commercial break, because we can always talk about Ovi. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, we know these guys score at a ridiculous pace. We've seen it over the past two seasons. No one's really been able to keep up with them. It's just been those two alone. And then you look down 10, 20 points, and you finally got some other people. That's not the case this year. You've got 36 year old Alex Ovechkin, currently second in the league in points scored. And that would be 37. Leon Dreisaitl first with 40, Connor McDavid 36, coming in third. This is, like, insane. The guy is at a point in his career where most players, and he's not most players, you know, he's he's one of those generational type of guys. Most players, though, at their 36-year-old season, they start to dip a little bit. Not for Ovi. He's having his best season in quite a while. It's the best start of a season he's ever had, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 19, 19 goals, 18 assists, 22 games played. He's nearly a goal and assist per game. He's seven points off, three goals, four assists to be specific, from two points per game. The guy is just on a different level right now. He wants that record. He's one goal shy, 750. He's just doing it all, firing all cylinders. He's just an incredible athlete, incredible hockey player, and it's really awesome to be able to witness this history that he's making. And he keeps up this pace. That goal record... That's going to get easy. Yeah. Nothing. Easily broken. Also, I don't know if you saw, I don't remember what team they were going up against, but Ovi got hit in the face with a puck, all bloody, still played. Why wasn't he? Because he's, he's a freaking Russian machine. I was going to say, he's the Russian machine. Guy's a stud. Oh, yeah. All right, going to a quick commercial break on the other side. Going to be talking about league news, waivers, uh, and, and then we get to the, the biting, too. The NHL season is underway, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Any betting needs that you have, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's now talk about some game postponements. We haven't seen this in uh, quite a while. Postponed because of COVID. That would be the New York Islanders. They're going to be missing some games. Not missing, but moving them back. Yeah, yep. So the team has been going through a whole outbreak, and it's been going on for a little while. I don't know how many games they played. I want to say it was like three that they played with their team, pretty much just depleted going through a COVID outbreak. And NHL's like, nah, we're going to keep letting you play. They finally postponed uh, their next two games coming up. So um, the NHL, you know, acting slow as usual, finally gets on it. And I don't know when they're going to be rescheduled for you. I don't know if that's been announced, but they still got to be rescheduled. Um, just just really a weird situation. The whole NHL COVID protocol stuff that they do is not very good. Like, players get pulled mid-game because of positive tests. Like, how, how is that allowed? How are they allowed to play half the game? They got, you got to figure that shit out before, like, it even starts. Like, I, I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't get it. They're, they're really just embarrassing themselves with this type of shit and like waiting this long to postpone these games is really it's just stupid they need to take some some tips from the nfl because the nfl has done a real nice job of it oh yeah they haven't needed to postpone any games they have the test going on frequently and so if someone gets uh, caught with a positive case then that player is out anyone who's a close contact they keep an eye on them to make sure they don't uh you know get covid and everything like it works so well, so smoothly in the NFL. They haven't had to postpone a game. They haven't had to cancel a game. The worst we've seen is probably with Chicago when just their head coach was out for a game. That's it. Yeah. So uh, they definitely need to take some tips over from the NFL. 100%. Let's now look at some waivers. Uh, two names that are at least two, three years ago were huge names in the NHL. Let's first talk about Matt Murray, former Pittsburgh Penguin goalie, former two-time Stanley Cup champ, both as a rookie. We saw, or we know that he went over to Ottawa through a trade. Now he clears waivers. Yeah, just out of nowhere, he's going to go on waivers. He's having a horrible season. Should have never been signed to that contract as he was like showing he was struggling when he got signed to that contract. And Ottawa's paying pretty heavily for it. So he clears the waivers. He's going to go down to Belleville, I think is where they are right now. Play in the American League, maybe kind of figure out his own shit and, you know, kind of get some consistency back. But either way, just such such a bad, bad look. I feel bad for him because I got to think it's a confidence thing. We saw he was able to play at a very high level back in 16 and 17 with the Penguins. Now, granted, the Penguins had a much better team than what Ottawa's bolstering right now. But, and I feel like it has to do something with Pittsburgh itself. Maybe it was their fans because I know really late into his Penguins career before he got shipped out to Ottawa, he was struggling a little bit and the mob in Pittsburgh really jumped on him. And hey, I get it. You, you, if a player's underperforming, 
Uh, you expect more. You're going to say some things. We've done it here on the show with Tampa. Um, but for some reason, it seems ever since that kind of turning point where the Penguins fans turned on him, it seems like he hasn't been able to regain that confidence, hasn't been able to regain that ability in between the pipes. Yeah, it, you know, that's fair analysis. Um, it really is a big thing. Like, goaltending, it really is such a, like, a mental thing because goalies are weird. You know, goalies, guys that you feel like have no business ever being NHL goalies go on big runs like Andrew Hammond. And, you know, then you have all-star level goalies like, like someone like Matt Murray who was looking profile like the, he was going to be one of the better goalies in the league or Carter Hart. You know, they struggled last couple of years. It just, it's such a weird position. It's such a mental position. You know, it is just kind of like quarterback. If, you, if you're right in the head at quarterback, you're going to have success. Kind of the same thing with goalie. So hopefully, yeah, he, he can get his things figured out and help Ottawa turn it around. Next up, we got Evander Kane. He is now on waivers. This is a situation we've been monitoring for uh, quite a bit now. We know that the locker room over there in San Jose, not the biggest fan of him. Evander Kane recently changes agents. It sounds like he's looking for a trade right now, but the market not very uh, favorable for that. No, not very much. So I'm going to have to guess he's going to pass through waivers. Um, this is the type of guy that, you know, his cap hit that the NHL team really isn't going to just claim, you know, and he, he hasn't been playing this year or anything like that. So uh, I would have to guess he's going to go down to the Barracuda or maybe he's on unconditional waivers. They didn't clarify. I don't know. But my guess is he's going to have to go down to the Barracuda. Maybe he'll finally get to play some games because he hasn't been able to play at all this year. Uh, just such a weird situation for a guy, you know, that had arguably his best season of his career last year. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, but locker room situations can always be a little bit weird and we'll continue talking about locker room situations here because we're going to be talking about Brendan Lemieux and how, uh, he bit Brady Kachuk at really weird situation twice. By the way, and and then everything just comes out like floodgates open after Brady Kachuk makes a comment. Floodgates open that Lemieux's just trash. He's a terrible teammate, terrible locker room presence. Like everything that could possibly be said that would be looked upon very poorly of a player was said about Brendan Lemieux. Yeah, I mean, you see all the stuff all over Twitter about people saying that they just hate his guts, and you know, there's a story that when he was in Manitoba. Before he left for Christmas vacation, he went and just punched one of the high-ranking staff members in the nuts, and then just laughed and like laughed and laughed. Like, if these are all true, like like like, what is this guy's deal? I mean, I know he's Claude's kid, and Claude was a bit of a nutcase as well. Uh, fun fact of the day: Claude Lemieux and Brendan Lemieux are the first two father-son or the first father-son duo to ever get kicked out of a game for biting, ah. because they both got kicked out of a game for biting. Yes, so, I, I I do remember seeing something on Twitter about Claude Lemieux biting. Yeah, for some reason, and I'm probably this probably is not correct, but for some reason, I'm putting in my head that it was actually Kachuk's father, no. Keith Kachuk. No, no it no. wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't. That would be funny as hell, though. That would be incredible. That, like they must have some you know tasty bloodlines at that point. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that, that that that's not the case. But regardless, such a fucking weird. Let's just situation. call it the, the case. It was Keith Kachuk. All right, yeah. So it was Keith Kachuk that that called the new bit. <laughs> Uh, and Brady was he was leaking from the hand. You see the picture of the blood I in didn't. his hand. Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll, right yeah we'll find it. But like he like it wasn't like bite marks. It was like puncture. Like he punctured his skin. Like he he bit down. Like I, I don't know what's up with hockey players nowadays. Biting, spitting, licking. Like like what like what like what is this shit? Like what like what are we doing? You know, just be a man and, and fight like in a normal way. Yeah, I got no idea. I I can see the picture. It's kind of far away though. Like 
is uh, I don't really want to turn my computer on because it might just mess up the whole. Yeah, I don't. System. It's all right. I saw. I'll try to find the close up that I saw. Okay, and send it to you later. Yeah, I just see that he's he's bloody on the outside of the hand there. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know why people are biting like that. It's fucking weird. I, I saw a tweet actually that someone was saying this isn't even like kid shit. This is literally toddler shit. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, why are we biting? Because we all know. That's fucking gross. That is fucking gross. <laughs> why are you trying to bite people? Shout out to uh, uh, the the TikToker who did that. <laughs> you couldn't even get her name for the proper I, credit. <laughs> I told you. I couldn't find the original video. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so funny. Oh, well. All right, well, let's now move on. The final little topic here before hockey name of the day, and that would be Artemi Panarin. He's getting fined for probably one of the most dangerous acts you could do in the NHL. This was horrendous. I'm shaking in my boots. I want him to be kicked out of the league. How dare he throw his glove across the bench to at, at Brad Marchand after Brad Marchand made jokes about how nobody likes him in Russia and that Putin was trying to get him killed. How, how dare Panarin do that and Marchand get no fine? You know, that makes me so angry. Panarin, you should be ashamed. Obviously, this is satire and it's a fucking joke. <laughs> like, 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 what, what are we, what are we doing here, NHL? Like, this is a worse, or is it the same fine as Brendan Gallagher smash, slamming guys' heads into the ice, or the same fine as just slashing guys in the back of the leg after the play is done and like literally injuring them? Like, like that, that's the same fine. Like, are, are you kidding me? And I know this fine's literally nothing compared to the salary. Like, this is like, like. Point zero 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 one three percent of of Panarin's salary this year. Like it, it means nothing. It's like it's like me if I made thirty grand a year, paying twelve dollars to throw my glove at Red, Red Marchand. That's the equivalent. Like like it, it's stupid. It's such a small fine, but regardless, it's stupid that it even got fined. Uh, I agree. To be fair, I would pay twelve dollars to throw a glove at Marchand. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I just think the NHL, the NFL, they've got the same problem as well. They fine for the stupidest shit. Like, why are we worrying about someone throwing a glove? Or, or for the NFL's case, why are we worrying about someone turning around and giving a peace sign when they're about to score a touchdown or, or so anything stupid. like that? Like, it is just the dumbest thing. We got to stop worrying about the little things. Let people have character. Let people do what they want as long as it doesn't endanger someone's life. And trust me, throwing a glove does not endanger someone's life unless there's like a bomb inside of it, and I don't think Panarin had a bomb inside of his glove. I'll no, I don't think so. So, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Hockey name of the day now. Hockey name of the day. You got someone juicy for me? I got someone juicy for you. This is, this is the same one that we just did. What do you mean? I didn't save? All right. Well, oh, right. Wow. I got it pulled up here. No problem. Okay. So, we can copy and paste real quick. We're going to watch it change in real time. You ready for this? I'm ready. So boom, I got a paste, a paste in white, so I got to highlight over it. Ooh. Ooh. We got David. Ooh, the click black. There we go. Bind Chappelle. Da- David Bind Chappelle. That's pretty good. David Banesh Payu. It's not Banesh Payu. That'd be a but hyphen. Here, the mommy put the hyphen for you. There you go. David Banesh Payu. Hyphen. Where's it at? Uh, now, David Banesh Payu. Uh, you got to say a little bit quick, like more fluid than I did. David Banesh Payu. So, yeah, our boy David is a German 28-year-old playing in the German 4 league for the last few years. We went a little bit in the German 3, then some in the German 5, a little bit in the German 4, you know, just kind of hanging around. Um, I've got no stats over the last couple of years because it's not a league that, tr- that tracks stats very well. La- this season, last season, no stats. The year before, 16 points to 20 games. Previous season, no stats. Previous year, didn't play. And blah, blah, blah. So, you know, really don't have a whole lot of information on this guy. He's never played internationally for them. He 
Played always played pretty low level in Germany, but still playing hockey, man. I guess. And hockey name of the day, not about what they do in the actual no, not, in the game on the ice. This guy, I guarantee this guy never thought he'd be talked about in a podcast in North America. So good for him. Now he is. Yeah. yeah. The most popular, <laughs> the most popular hockey podcast. Definitely the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, Chase will let you know how to do that right now. As always, one thing guys listening from sports and Patreon, uh, you can do that. You know, it's nothing required, just a way to support us and the whole podcast network. You can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. Or at follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That we get all the content you need right there. Make sure you go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network there. Boom, click the logo. It's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Make sure to check out our blogs while you're at it too. Wherever you're listening, if you rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. Really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use, do not forget to use code THPM with Sam for DraftKings. I had to recover there. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time.